Welcome to the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Axel Ragnarsson, and on this show, I dissect how seasoned multifamily investors started, built, and scaled their businesses. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another quick solo episode here on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about game selection. And when I say game selection, what I really mean is uh, picking the right uh, business, picking the right industry, picking the right uh, strategy, if we're going to talk about real estate investing and not business ownership, but basically how you need to think about selecting your game. And I'm going to be using an analogy here to illustrate what I mean by that. If you are a real estate investor or business owner, which obviously everyone who's listening to this podcast is. So what analogy am I talking about here? What am I trying to compare this to? So in the world of professional poker, um, you'll hear many professional poker players talk about game selection as being just as important as a player's skill level. And to take that a step further, the best professional poker players are the ones that make the most money are obviously extraordinarily skilled at what they do and skilled at the game themselves. But they're also diligent about game selection, meaning that they're playing in games that they have a higher probability of winning or generating a higher return in playing, right? And just if we want to take it even a step further, that could be playing with a bunch of wealthy celebrities and business people versus playing at a table with a bunch of other professional poker players where the edge that they can gain is so small comparatively to the rest of the folks at the table. Whereas when you're playing against a bunch of folks that have money that maybe aren't as attached to the money, maybe aren't as skilled, um, you know, maybe take a more emotional approach to the game itself, they can actually earn more at those tables or at least increase the probability that they are going to win at that table, right? So with all of that being said, in the world of professional poker, a lot of players spend as much time finding the best games to play in as they do working on their game itself. And I think that there's a really interesting corollary here between that approach to the world of playing professional poker to the world of investing in real estate or you know running a business. And it's a concept that I've kind of danced around and talked about many times on this podcast in terms of, you know, you want to compete with people that are playing at a lower level, whether that's selecting a smaller market to look for deals in if you're on the, you know, if you're in the real estate business versus the large markets where you have the most amount of players, the most capitalized players, the most sophisticated players. Um, this could be talking about focusing on a, a size of asset that uh, is maybe you know smaller than what very sophisticated and capitalized players are looking at. Maybe that's small to mid-sized multifamily versus large multifamily. Um, you know, in the business world, I've talked about this on the podcast many times. Where you know, do you want to start a flooring company and compete with the guy in your local market, um, or do you want to you know start a software company and compete with Apple and Microsoft? Obviously, those are two entirely different worlds to even remotely compete in. But I think that this is a great example of what this looks like in another professional field, right? And I'm just using professional poker here as an example of it. But you should be finding markets, um, investment strategies, uh, business opportunities that align with your skill set, but also provide an opportunity for you to beat the game and for you to outcompete everybody that is also playing in that realm. But what I really want to talk about, because a lot of what I'm saying right now is repetitive based on what I've talked about on the podcast you know, in past episodes, is it's important to marry this approach to 
putting yourselves, you know, putting yourself in a market strategy business that also provides you enough learned long-term upside to make all of the work that you're doing worth it. So what do I mean by that? So while I did just mention that it's a lot easier to start a successful flooring company in a, you know, in your local city than it is to start a national software company, one has much more long-term payoff than the other. And one is a much more scalable vehicle in terms of growing a business than the other. Um, and with that comes a lot more pain and suffering and hard work to get there, right? So I think what I'm trying to communicate is that it's really important to be mindful of what you what you want internally as it relates to what you want to get out of starting a business or investing in real estate or whatever you're doing, and to marry that with your strategy and also to be mindful of the game selection uh, you know, component to all of this, right? You want to be in a game that you can compete in effectively, but you also you know, want to swing the pendulum to the other side and pick something, whether that's a market to buy real estate in, uh, you know, an asset class to start building a portfolio in, a business to start that provides you enough long-term upside to where you've selected the right vehicle and to where there is a payoff at the end of the road. And yes, you can, if you're an extremely successful real estate investor, you're a great operator, all of these different things, if you're just going to go buy, you know, five to 10 unit multifamily properties in your local town, you can probably com outcompete everybody, right? I mean, you, you know, if you're the best in that market, you can probably do a lot of business, but there is a cap on that, right? So you've selected a game that you can win, but there may be a cap to how big your business can get. And if you're somebody that has very large goals, you want to build a portfolio of, I don't know, a thousand units, 2000 units, whatever it is, you're probably going to have a, have a hard time getting there. If you're just buying five, eight, 10 unit properties in your local city, even if it's a major city, like you're going to have a hard time getting to that size. And if you do get there, it's going to take an extraordinarily long period of time. So those are two different sides of this coin, but I, you know, this, this episode is, is maybe just my free thoughts on this concept because it's something that I'm thinking about a lot in our business. We're making changes in our business as it relates to expanding into a couple of different markets, but that also align with the game selection theory of these are less competitive markets. It's not like we're trying to do deals in, you know, Austin, Texas and Tampa, Florida, where they're just, it's absurdly competitive. You know, these are, these are uh, markets that are a little bit more, you know, tertiary in size, where we're still competing with some more mom and pop folks, where we can still have success going direct to seller, but then increase our total, total addressable market to where we can begin to grow a little bit more predictably. Uh, and we can do slightly bigger deals. Um, and we can still get to 1,000, 1,500, couple thousand units, which happened to be our goal. You know, that's that's my goal internally is to get there over the next three to five years. Um so we're balancing these two uh, these two thoughts that are contrarian in nature and finding something that works for us and our goals. So to make a very long story short, I'm hoping that this changes the perspective on how you're selecting what you're working on. And one, it ensures that you are working on something where you can compete effectively in the arena that you're in and that the game you've chosen is one where you have an edge. But also on the flip side of that coin, there's enough runway there to make it worth it to actually build a business or to build a portfolio or to spend all of your time in that specific lane. And again, it's different for different people. So the reason I wanted to, to, to share this episode is because I don't think a lot of people even remotely consider this. I think people just get into a business or they start investing in real estate or they do whatever they're doing and they just do it, right? 
they get into a career, you know, I mean, I didn't even talk about how this, the implication of this in a, in a professional setting from a career standpoint, are you at a company that's going to even allow you to advance to where you want to go? Um, or are you picking a, a, a career path to where your skill set allows you to outcompete everyone in your company and then in the marketplace for an, from an employment standpoint as well? You know, so there's there's a lot of considerations on that side of the the table. But the goal being here is to be mindful of what you're choosing because the beauty is we get to choose, right? We get to choose what market we buy real estate in. We get to choose what business we start. We get to choose a game that aligns with our goals and our skill set. Uh, so hopefully this was eye-opening for some of you. If it was, please consider leaving the podcast a rating and a review. Uh, helps the show get noticed by more folks. And if you want to go the extra mile and really do me a solid, uh, feel free to text this episode, email this episode, post this episode on your social media, share it with some folks that you might think uh, will pull some value from the last 10, 15 minutes here. Um, and again, as always, thank you for listening to the podcast and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this episode on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. If you learned something new during the show, please consider sharing this episode with a friend, family member, or business partner, or just leaving a rating and review as it helps the show get noticed by more folks. Catch you next week.